This is one of the landmark studies. It was the Diabetes Prevention Program Research Group. It was published in the New England Journal 2002, and it showed some critical stuff. There was another one published more recently, and it had very, very similar results. The aim of the treatment, both lifestyle changes and medications, is obviously to lower your average blood sugar. Usually they measure this with A1C. A1C is not a great way to make diagnoses because each of us has a different genetic makeup which can impact hemoglobin. Each of us also has other differences as well, like kidney disease or liver disease, which can impact A1C. So it's not a great way to diagnose insulin resistance, unlike what most of your doctors will think. 2002 study with a DPP, Diabetes Prevention Program, that went on to become a major CDC program. Here's what they found. The incidence of type two diabetes was 11.0, 7.8, or 4.1 per 100 person years in the placebo, metformin, and lifestyle groups. In other words, if you were in the placebo group where they basically just didn't do anything, 11 people out of every 100 in one year or 100 person years would go on to develop type 2 diabetes. If they just said, here, take this metformin, which the vast majority of doctors do, even if they do diagnose prediabetes, they'll say, here, take this metformin. Or maybe they'll wait till you get diabetes and they'll say, here, take this metformin. Just doing that alone actually helps. It dropped that 11.0 to 7.8. People going on to the diabetes within 100 person years. Mild lifestyles. We're talking about walking. We're talking about weight loss of like a five pound weight loss. We're talking about very, very minimal changes that cut that placebo group rate by less than half from 11.0 to 4.8. Here's another way of looking at those numbers. It reduced the incidence by an average of 58%. Metformin by 31% compared with placebo. They prevented one case of type two diabetes diabetes for every 6.9 lifestyle participants or every 13.9 metformin. So again, as you begin to see lifestyle, even very gentle, very simple lifestyle is far more important far bigger and a far bigger issue than just taking medications. Again, we go back to my patient that I saw this week and I discussed earlier. That patient heard from his doc, you know what, just take the medications and you're okay. And maybe think a little bit about lifestyle, but not too hard. Hmm, no, lifestyle is critical. The other thing to notice about this is the studies are geared and they tend to be interpreted as you're okay till you get a diagnosis of type two diabetes. That's absolutely not the case. You're not okay until you get a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Prediabetes causes eye damage, nerve damage. Before you get type 2 diabetes diagnosis, you get it while you still have prediabetes and therefore risk for heart attack and stroke the arterial inflammation. You get that early on. It doesn't wait until you get a diagnosis of diabetes. So again, the conclusion was lifestyle changes were almost twice as effective. Additional evidence, a 2019 study published in Diabetic Medicine found that when people with type 2 diabetes lost 10% or more of their body weight. Now that's significant. That's 200 pounder to lose 20 pounds. That's a significant number. It happens all the time on this channel. You see it on comments. But when you do that, in the first year after diagnosis of type 2 diabetes, they double the likelihood that they'll be in remission in five years. 
I'm not going to get caught up on how this study defined remission. I'm also going to say, again, this study makes that common error of saying, we're really looking at avoiding the diagnosis of full-blown diabetes. Don't do that. If you have a touch of sugar, a little bit of insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, be afraid, be very afraid, and use that fear to motivate yourself to make significant changes in your lifestyle. The American College of Sports Medicine and AD have noted that 150 minutes of exercise per week positively affected lipids. And the kind of lipid discussions they're talking about are actually things that are driven more by blood sugar and insulin than driven by anything else. So when you hear this stuff about cholesterol, start thinking about root causes really have to do more with glucose management and insulin management than they do with the other things that we used to think about, like eating eggs. They also said you get a huge positive impact on blood pressure, cardiovascular events, death rate, quality of life. So again, getting 150 minutes of exercise is critical. This doesn't have to be huge exercise. We used to think it all just needed to be walking. You do get a vast improvement with walking, but there have been head-to-head comparison trials comparing walking and aerobics to two other things, high intensity intervals and resistance training. And here's the thing, this was not just in 30 year olds, it was 30, 50 and 80 year olds. In all groups, high intensity intervals were far more effective than any of the others. Resistance training was also effective. And in a distant third, you had aerobics. The bottom line is you really can't just pick and choose one of those items. You need to be doing a little bit of each of those. And 150 minutes per week is enough time to get each of those in there. Now, one of the things that you need to think about with exercise is it's because it's driving a metabolism issue. So for example, in the resistance training, the muscle mass issue, this issue of avoiding loss of muscle mass age 65 and above, which is related to prediabetes, related to diabetes, related to cardiovascular inflammation. You say, well, okay, I'm going to build muscles. You start thinking about arms. Mm. Even if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you got huge arms, your legs are bigger. So be thinking about high intensity interval work and resistance training for those legs. We had a discussion just a couple of weeks ago that went into detail about exercise and its impact and some of these details that we're talking about. Remember, you cannot outrun, you can't outlift a diet. Diet is critical. The two most important things about prediabetes, diabetes, insulin resistance, and cardiovascular risk, the amount of body fat that you have and the amount of time that you spend over 140 every day. Again, we go back to that original discussion vignette I told about the, the little story I told about the patient that I saw this week. He spent a third of his time over 140. He's burning his arteries. He never knew that. His doctor never told him that. They were just looking for what to do after the next event. You got to manage diet in order to keep your blood sugar low and that body fat low. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.